Hey, what's going on? It is Top of the Do Chain Podcast, episode 48. Welcome back. We have special guest, no stranger to the podcast, Austin English. Do us a favor before we start, though. Whatever device or outlet you're listening on, hit that subscribe button and that like button. Helps the channel out. And we're going to do it at the beginning now because I don't think most of y'all make it to the end. (laughs) (laughs) So before we start, do us a solid, help us out, share it with a friend. What's going on, Austin, man? Welcome back. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back. I mean, uh, I'm excited to be a part of the production. Yeah. We've been looking forward to having you back, man. Yeah. Had a good weekend, man. Yeah. Probably one of my best weekends in, in a while. Yeah. Well, it was your birthday, your yeah. favorite day of the year. My favorite day of the year, <laughs> October 3rd, holiday. Why we don't get work off, I don't know, but. That'd be an, yeah, we should push for that in America. Looking at you, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. October 3rd, Josh Walker Day. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Hey. <laughs> Bank holiday. Stranger things have happened. Federal holiday. We just celebrated Columbus yeah, Day. Figure, take it away from that. <laughs> Land thieving Columbus. <laughs> Why not? That, that poser. Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, man. It started off. Uh, we went to. Uh, tech, what's it called? Texas Day Brazil. Yeah, that's what Have it's called. You ever called. been to Black? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know the, the set. Have you been, Corey? I have not. I've been to Cafe do Brazil. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I think, I think meat, they're similar. It's, it, meat on swords, all you can eat. Um, not when I went. Okay. Well, that's all this place is. Yeah. It's a ginormous, fancy, upscale salad bar. Yeah. And just a bunch of very polite dudes walking around meat on swords. <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. you, you got a pair of tongs and a, and a coaster that's red and green. <laughs> and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> and that's all you. Nice. And then cheddar biscuits or whatever they're called. Cheese ball rolls or whatever. Oh, those are great. Those are good. Those are but, good. Yeah, I went home Saturday night with the meat sweats mm. uh, in full effect. So, uh, so I was proud of Britt. She did pretty good. Woke up middle of the night. We both ended up waking up, you know, just dry mouth from all the salt in the meat <laughs> and know, everything. <laughs> just, just parched. So we uh, we both at some point woke up in the middle of the night and we both you know talked about the next morning like man the meat sweats are real you know yeah. got the got woke up and you know, felt a little hot you know like we need to turn the fan on but that was it you know like you get over it you wake up you drink some water you're okay I'm not gonna lie Brittany had a little bit of a hangover from it yeah, she-, <laughs> <laughs> she was still struggling at the end of the night and I told her, I said, look, I'm proud. You tried. End of. You, you worked real hard. End of Sunday night? Yeah, yeah. Sunday night, she was still. So when she, you say hangover, what do you mean? I don't know. Just, just that, sluggish? Yeah, just just, just that just that I had too much of something hangover, man. A meat well, hangover. Yeah, my wife no was. No alcohol, the, of course. Yeah, my wife was the same way. But, yeah. you know, got to remember, you and I cut the salad bar out. <laughs> One well, trip, wait. and we were done with the salad bar. So my favorite part was. We we get our plates, we get our glasses and everything. And the guy said, "Okay, I'm gonna be back with your drinks or whatever." Yeah. And then they come, and they pour whatever you want into your glass on the table, mm. and uh, so we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, okay." You know, he goes. Josh grabs his plate and goes to stand up to go to the salad bar, and this guy, the 
meat sword comes over and says, would you like some lamb? Josh says, yeah, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so he sits it back down. Guy cuts off a little piece. This is no lie. I guess Josh was eager to get to that salad bar to get that part over with. Yeah. He just takes that thing, puts his fork on it, and just eats it one bite. Just stuffs it in, eats it one bite. Grabs his plate, goes to stand up, another guy. Bam, just like that. Mm. Josh like, you. okay. So Josh had to sit back down at least twice before finally he said, okay, all right, I'm going to try to hurry. <laughs> goes to the salad bar, loads up, comes back. And uh, that's the worst part about it. I won't lie. Is when you go to the salad bar, you come back, at least five guys have come by. Cause, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, it's just they're a, rotating. Yeah, man. it's just a train coming out of that kitchen of all the different meats and everything. So the best thing you can do is um, if you're going to go to the salad bar, I would say time it after you had something that you really, really liked. Mm. That way, when you get back from the salad bar and you eat all that, maybe it'll come back around. Because yeah. it does, the rotation I think, comes back around. I think around. a better strategy is don't go to just the salad bar. Just don't go bar. to the salad bar, yeah. 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 What's the worst case of meat sweats you've ever had? Oh, man. I don't know because, I mean, maybe this place. I don't know. I don't. Mine was Kendall's. Yeah. Mm. That, now, was, hey, when, that uh, wasn't to, meat sweats. That was to, gravy and well, grease. I'm fixing to say the divine meat sweats, it's just when you eat too much food. Yeah. And they got to roll you out like that blueberry chicken Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> That's meat yeah. sweats. Yeah. So worst case, hands down, was the Kindles, whatever the challenge is called. See, see, what was special about this one was is all the meat and all the food, it did make you want to sweat, but it was so salty that you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just That's sitting true. there just feeling clammy as can be. What about you, Austin? Worst Mate. case of the meat sweat. Because you can put it away, man. I've seen yeah. you do some work. I've right, seen I, you do some work. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done some damage before. i got to say the worst case of meat sweats I've ever had was – there's a place in Lockhart, Texas, called Kreitz's Mar- Market. Yeah, you ever heard? Of it? You're an uh. Austin guy. Anyways, just the you get all those great barbecue places down yeah. there where they just pull it out of the smoker and cut it off, and all they give you is some wax paper. You just pile it on. And we went down there my senior year. My coach took us out there, and it was just me, my coach, and one of my good buddies. And he was like, "Get what you want, boys." <laughs> There you go. We made him pay. Yeah. <laughs> like half the cow. Oh, man. We pal- well, I don't. I can't remember how much we ate, but we ate so much. It was to the point we couldn't put our – like, to put the seatbelt on, put too much pressure. Yeah. yeah that was Kendall's, We man. couldn't yeah. sit – like, you couldn't hunch over in the seat. You were just like this. Yeah. Just postured up. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, after that Kendall's challenge, we drove home. I drove home with the gangster <laughs> lean. Like, I leaned the seat back. <laughs> Just drove home. I mean, stretch it yeah, out. Yeah, oh man, that was I that's the word. Tell that story you were telling us about after you ate CC's like forty pieces of CC. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, that was that was back in the college days. We uh me and a good buddy of mine, we went and hit up CC's. Now he could put it away. I'm a little guy. For a little guy I can put it away, but I can't hang with a big guy that can put it away, you know? And uh uh he was uh he worked out all the time, so you know, he was he was in real good shape and could just he could just house on it, man. He could get after it. We go to CC's, and man. We we just try to see who can eat the most. And we're just stuffing it, man. And when it's all said and done, you know all that bread and everything just swells. Mm. We're just packed, driving home, all hurting. Get to my house, and I open the door 
And as soon as I open it, it hits me. My roommate and his girlfriend are trying to cook crab legs and shrimp in the house. Mm. <laughs> so that just seafood smell just drills me right God. in the face, man. We just shut the door like, nope. <laughs> we, we end up sitting on the porch and just talking for about a half hour, just about mm. random stuff, trying to get over it. And then finally he looks at me and goes, man, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> Yeah, Dude. I guess I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was asking him, well, what were you thinking, man? This ain't Red Lobster. Like, yeah. Get out of here with that. We're college kids. I'll tell you, my wife, she don't let me eat like that anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not it's not a pleasant smell <laughs> around the house after you. <laughs> I mean, just, it's just pain for everyone. Yeah. You have the new pushing the old. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, it's bad. It's bad, you know. Josh. I feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, my favorite thing Austin ever told me we were talking about Catfish Cove. May you rest in peace. Mm. Uh, so, Catfish Cove was this awesome place in Moore where you could go and you could just get all you could eat catfish, deep fried, just yeah, well, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese. If you could throw it on a deep fryer, <laughs> that's what they did. And then they had homemade ice cream to top it all <laughs> off, man. It, it was fantastic. And uh, we would go there. We'd always talk to Austin on Sundays. And we go, man, you want to hit up Catfish Cove? He's like, yeah, man, let's hit up Catfish Cove. <laughs> so we go, we go, and we're sitting, we're sitting there one time, and Austin said, you ever come to this place alone, or you ever go eat anywhere on your own? And we're like, not really. He's like, I come here sometimes by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrecked the buffet. It's true. It's he, true. He said, I asked the wife, hey, you want to go Catfish Cove? She said, no. He goes, all right, see you in a little bit. <laughs> Out the door. Uh, <laughs> I get that real sympathetic look from everybody. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know, man. You're like, the happiest man in there. And they yeah, act exactly. like you're sad. I go to movies by myself, and yeah. people look at me funny. And I'm like, no, <laughs> man. This, this, is, this is by design. Yeah. This is by design. I got, I got three kids yeah, got at home I don't got to sit with yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> got too many people in my life right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's my cup overflowed, so I came here. Anyway, what else happened this weekend? Okay, this is something I don't know how long y'all want to stay on, but we got Austin here. <laughs> Big things are happening at the University of Oklahoma, if y'all hadn't noticed. Changing. So, with Mike Stoops out, one of the biggest things that I've been hearing for the last few days is all these people talking about their inside information, <clears throat> what really happened, how it really went down. Mm. Now, on the radio, you had Al Ashback and uh, Jim Traber going back and forth on how it went down, claiming they had sources but their stories didn't line up. So then they got in a big battle over who has more sources, who has better sources. Mm. Well, then other guys are coming in, Dean Blevins and other people. So, you know, all these Oklahoma reporters are reporting all these different things, and nobody's story is exactly matching of how this went down. Well, I get to work today. I just happen to work with some guys that claim they got some sources. <laughs> so they start dropping this. I'm just over here just twiddling my fingers. You're like, this is great, man. I'm loving this, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm just poking the fire. I'm asking questions. I'm throwing out all the stuff that other people have said. And, of course, anytime I want to get information out of people, I always just start agreeing with everything they're saying because <laughs> they get amped up <laughs> and just start telling it. So guy at work, he, <clears throat> he starts shuffling around and telling me everything. And I got to say, his story makes sense. Mm. I'm going with him. I'm going with him. I'm calling all these other guys false. What so, was the story? The way I heard it went down, 
Texas is beating OU. It's looking bad. Defense is looking terrible. They come in at halftime, and Stoops just starts reaming them, going all up and down them, pointing people out, calling them out individually. Star player, can't remember who it was, rips his jersey off, throws it at him, says, I can't play for this guy anymore. Mm. <laughs> you believe this? <laughs> all right. This all is right. the one you believe? Yeah. Right. Did, they yeah. Make, did they make a movie about then, this? <laughs> I was fixing to say. This is, this is my that, favorite. Did, did he go, you put that needle this, in his this, leg? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is my favorite one, so I'm going with it. So he throws it in Stoops and says, I can't take this anymore. I'm not playing for this guy anymore. Anyways, all comes down to this big boiling over to where the players have had enough, Stoops has had enough, and now Lincoln's stuck and he's got to make a decision. And at some point, Stoops goes to Lincoln and says, I'm out of here. I quit. Mm. To which Lincoln says, no, nah, man, calm down. We got to handle this the right way. So the way they handle it, he does all his interviews. He does all that. Lincoln has to get on the phone. He calls Castiglione. He says, hey, Mike wants out. We got to figure out the best way to do it. I'm going to give Bob a call. Calls Bob. Bob, hey, we got to figure something out. <laughs> Mike wants out. This ain't working. We're going to figure something out. You guys took me in. Y'all treated me right. Y'all got me in this position. I want to do right by y'all, so we're going to come up with a plan. So they go to the president, and they talk to him. And they talk to the president, and they come up with this plan like, okay, so we're going to fire him. Dude, this is a lot of work for being <laughs> down by seven points at halftime. <laughs> so we're going to oh, fire him, still in but the he's going to make more money. <laughs> and, then, and then you had these boosters who had millions of dollars saying they were going to pull their funding if he didn't do <clears> so. <throat> Anyways, I've heard all kinds of, all kinds of mess, but it, it's been fun listening to everybody with their stories and their versions because – what probably happened was there probably was a boiling over at halftime, and there may have been an altercation. I Who knows? I don't know. The, the thing is, is they're only down by seven you, at halftime. You don't you don't fire a coach this part of the season for losing by a field goal. I mean, granted, you know, there was the big comeback and everything else, but still, yeah. I mean, if you were going to fire the guy, you think you'd have done it after that loss to Georgia. It, it just – anyways, it just seems like maybe Oklahoma needs to look like Oklahoma is in control. So I really don't doubt the fact that maybe Stoops was he quit. maybe maybe he was wanting out and this was the plan they came up with because I think he does benefit from getting fired because they can actually give him money you know and and make it a make it work rather than just him resigning and it looks better for the university if it looks did like you, they're did in you did you play for Stoops or I, Venables I did uh, Venables okay yeah. Venables. Coach, he left right before I got now, there. Now, Stoops was the 2000 defensive coordinator yeah. with Roy Williams and all that. Yeah, then he left that for defense Arizona? Was, and that defense was solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't – I don't know what the – I don't, I don't think it's uh, Mikey Stoops. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. This is my honest opinion. I think they built their defense to stop Big 12 offenses, yeah. which means you need a lot of little scat back corners and, and DBs. And then you bring a six four receiver like Colin Johnson and little Jordan Humphreys in, and those guys just get manhandled. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I, I heard mean, he got railed for was just making bad decisions. Uh, they said second half of the game, and this was another one of those guys with inside sources said that he was uh, he was trying to call the plays from the press box. In other words, he was telling them to audible from the press box. You that that doesn't make any sense because. If you are trying to audible from the press box, they're going to snap the ball before you get the defense set. I mean, mm. the defense needs to be making those calls on the field. I don't think they would yeah. ever call them from the press box. What do you think, Austin? Box. 
<clears throat> I think we lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Huh? You know, they, it's real they, bad. Hey, there's so much that goes on, and, and there's definitely war stories from, from the locker rooms at halftime. Dude, I, not to interrupt you, but one thing that surprised me playing college football <clears throat> were how many players and coaches got into fights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because in high school, take your jerseys off and just throw dude, it. Dude, in, in high school, at least my high school, that didn't happen. No. Like, no. you were like, yes, sir, you go sit on the bench and you just <laughs> sat there and hope you didn't lose your spot. College, man, we had a trainer and this little dude named Woody get into a straight up fisticuff. Yeah. I mean, just straight up throwing blows yeah. at each other. Yeah. And this is the head trainer. Yeah. And Woody. Yeah. And Woody. so, yeah, Woody. Yeah. I've seen grown men get choked out. Yeah. Like, just because it was just, mm-hmm. I mean, they were at it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a, that was welcome to college football for mm-hmm. me. I'm sitting yeah. there one day, and it's like, Did somebody pop. Did get choked out? No. No. <laughs> so you better not. No, you know, <laughs> no, the, head, the, head coach, the head coach never it's gets messed over with. Over the line. <laughs> poor nah. trainer, man. That poor yeah. dude gets. Yeah, the ball boy, he <laughs> takes it off. The GA, man, that <laughs> dude. We oh, had one yeah. coach, he got, he was. I mean, he's just known for that, yeah. you know, getting in, getting in the middle of players. Our room was right next to theirs. So every once in a while, we'd be there watching tape, and it, about, it sounded like somebody about came through the wall because uh-huh. oh. they got into it, middle yeah. of it. And then you'd see somebody storm down the hall. And yeah. they, they was always out there for practice, though. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, – this one's a tough one. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who have uh, obviously been blaming Mike Stoops for all the woes with the OU defense instead of maybe blaming that, you know, recruiting might be a little bit tough in the Big 12 right now for all the defenses. But at the same time, you know, gearing it towards these uh, these spread offenses and everything is, you know, I, what what schemes OU running right now? Are they running like a 4-4-4-3? A four, 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 what are they running even? They were running a – Three four, I think. A three four. So they had three people in the front. They just getting run all over. Whoa. Yeah, they got a three four going. And then every once in a while they're getting like the four two six, like no. more bringing those dime packages. Looks, you know, they just kind of shifted up to see whatever they need. They ran. They ran a lot of zone. Yeah. But again, that was because when they went man, I mean, the the, the bigger receivers just yeah were able yeah. to get whatever position they wanted. And Ellinger was throwing the ball well, so. When you got a big receiver able to go where he wants, and Ellinger's able to put it where he wants to, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to defend. So mm-hmm. you got to drop back to zone. Last eight minutes, when when the comeback came, Texas got conservative with the run. And <clears throat> to Stoops' credit, I think he just kind of had the mentality: losing by twenty one or losing by thirty five, it's all the same. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna sell out on the run, yeah. and and it worked. I mean, the part of that game that was, and again, I. The the people that want to win the most are on the field. So, you know, we can get excited and all those things, but there's nobody wants to win more than those players. And oh, yeah. I, I understand that. So, yeah. I'm not picking on anybody specifically, but it's just, you know, the thing that was that was hard to watch was, you know, they get in the same set, same look, third and five, and we're giving up inside leverage for a slant for the first down. And that to me that's like, you know, I'm sure they were told – I'm sure they Dude, were. That's you, high, that's high school. You know, that's man coverage stuff. And co- that's not Coach Stoops' fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? So again, I don't put it on anybody. We all, everybody makes mistakes, and you play hard, and you you learn from, it, you move on. But that was disappointing. I mean, it's easy for us to talk about it here. Yeah. But, but is, especially about DBs, because I know I'm not I'm not going to be able. To cover oh yeah, that's, dude, that's, <laughs> that, to me that's the hardest position it on the football hard. field because yeah. a receiver 
defense to me is harder mm. than offense because because in offense I know where I'm supposed to be yeah so I run that straight line defense you run your straight line and then you chase the ball so yeah. I mean you're just and then a DB you're at the biggest disadvantage because that guy across from you knows what the cadence is he knows his route he knows where the ball's going to be at and you've got to react to everything yeah. which is is why I think guys like Peterson and, and Sherman and, and that kid in Jacksonville, yeah. uh, Jalen Ramsey or whatever, are just – I mean, you should get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think guys like Josh Norman were overrated because <laughs> Josh Norman didn't have to do that because dude had tons of help on the front seven. That yeah. front seven was constantly in the backfield. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can always tell the big difference between the one – like the elite elite DBs is mm-hmm. the ones – they get it. They're, they're, they're physically t- gifted and yeah. talented, but they're, they're also the – intellectual i mean they get it they know yeah. they're ahead they're one step ahead of it they're playing the plays yeah because like, they need every little bit of edge to to, to be able to compete like so. peterson man that dude will they'll, they'll he'll he'll stop and i'm just i'm an arizona fan so that's why i watch peterson a lot you know the, the running back will stop to start making his cut and peterson's running to he's not running where the receiver's at he's running to a space yeah yeah because he knows the only space this ball can be coming <laughs> is here and that's and the other thing is it's good cornerbacks you don't ever hear about them, yeah, because they just take away that hat, like yeah. Dion, mm-hmm. dude. Could you imagine that dude covered a third of the field? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine playing on thirty yards <laughs> wide because yeah. he took this whole half of the field you, away? You would watch a bunch of Dion highlights and get all excited, then watch a Cowboys game and be like, he didn't do nothing, he didn't do anything. It was like, well, it's because they didn't throw to yeah. the side oh, all yeah. game long. Yeah, no, that's the thing, man. He t- you, when you take away like, that yeah. much field, and then then dude. Yeah, yeah, that dude was legit. Revis was that way. I mean, in his early days. Dale Revis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I'm saying is these guys who, like, because I, I I thought Sherman was good, yeah. but I did think Sherman benefited from that Cam dude and oh, Earl yeah. Thomas, you know, backing yeah. him up. Yeah. Earl you know Thomas I mean? helps everybody around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you got two good safeties backing you up. It's not hard to be a good corner. Plus, he stayed on one side of the field, Yeah. you know, versus someone like Peterson and Jalen Ramsey who were like, hey, man. You're on check. You're on Calvin Johnson all day, bro. Yeah, I think what made Sherman uh, good, and and I'm not a, I watch football. I don't know it like you guys do, but I thought what made Sherman good was just being a bigger guy. You know, he could play the run good. He could, you know, he could tackle. He could, you know, he could guard guys. So being a cornerback who can, you know, hang and but can also has size because a lot of them are pretty small. No, I agree. I'm so not saying Sherman just, wasn't just, good. Just having that size is it's kind of a slight advantage compared to a lot of cornerbacks to be able to, to play that position and to play it with some size. Yeah. But you also look at their defensive line during those years where he was most talked about. Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. mean, he knows what he, based yeah. on the pass rush that they're getting, there's only so many routes he's going to be getting. Yeah. And so he, I mean, he's going to play to his straight smart, you yeah. know, and he, and he yeah. did it very yeah. well. He's getting rid of the ball quick. Did you see, yeah. did you see, uh, <laughs> yeah. did you see uh, uh, Tom Brady's, 500 touchdown to Josh Gordon. Mm. 6.2 seconds of time. God. That dude was back there. 6.2 seconds. The average is like less than three. <laughs> yeah. So 6.2 seconds was yeah. almost two pass yeah. plays worth of time back there. I said it before and I'll say it again. Giselle could throw passes behind that line. <laughs> dude. <laughs> because, was... like, Brady, he is going to be able to play a long time, but it's because they, they keep a pocket around him. Well, who else did this? He ain't getting rocked like Deshaun Watson was getting rocked. Mm. No, and, and Houston's notorious for who else built the line I mean, and then plugged in the quarterback 
like the very end. Oh, the Rams. Yeah. Golf. <laughs> I mean, he was the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And and they they brought in Gurley before him. They brought in great line. They brought in great defense. And now they're 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 benefiting from it. Uh, Mahomes the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know they built the line and quarter quarter. If you give a coach a time and a GM time to build the team, and then plug in the you know then you're gonna be good. Offensive yeah. line, defensive line. Those two. Those are the most important units on the field because no, yeah. if you don't if they're not playing well, you can get torched every yeah. time. Have y'all seen that? clip circulating it's on facebook but this guy's like he's mocking the fact that tom brady is the goat but he uh he's like oh look it's so hard to throw to some six seven physical phenom yeah in single coverage oh look at this amazing five yard pass wow (laughs) look at him look at him just do that look at him shuffle behind 15 seconds of of protection. <laughs> Watch him throw this five-yard check down. Man, that's amazing. Like, it. Oh, it's, it's a, I've it's said a pretty it over and clip, over. Giselle could throw passes behind that line, well, man. Well, I'll tell you this. Josh Gordon, the Browns may as well just <laughs> gift wrap. I mean, because I'm telling you, man, for what they got Josh Gordon for. You like a good conspiracy, right? Yeah. Here's one. I think that there's certain teams in the league that serve as feeder teams for the better teams. Minor leagues, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you throw them some. Ca- I mean, you got to have them, right? And then you just polish them up, send them off to go win the Super Bowl. Oh, if that's it, it's the Browns, man, because they've had a ton of talent come through there and never won. Wow, mm-hmm. never won. And that's the thing, man. Yeah. They're gonna have three or four wins this year, and they're gonna be like the Kansas City Royals when they won the World Series, <laughs> and everyone's gone. <laughs> They just say, yeah, I like them, I like him, I like him. Mayfield's going to be back there with nobody <laughs> looking like Manziel again. Because <laughs> that defense is legit. I mean, yeah. get the Browns They're credit. Well. Defense is legit, and Carlos Hyde is the true MVP right now. Yeah. They're, they're leading the league in 10-yard and 20-yard runs. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, no, they, they, have, they have the talent to do something this season. Uh, I keep telling our buddy Chris – Maybe it's next season. Mm-hmm. Don't get too excited. He already he had them. I think week three or week two. I think he said uh, he said the Browns um, will win the division. Obviously, he believed that. That's valid, man. Y'all's and division is terrible. It's it's struggling right now. Uh, but he said they would win the division. But not only that, um, he said that he thought that they could win uh, the whole conference because you know the Patriots. He said were just. A catastrophe, and they were falling apart. So you, and, so you gave him Josh and, Gordon, and you put that one so, piece they were missing so, in the puzzle. Huh? So I told him I was like, you know, you Browns fans are real quick to cut checks. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you something about the Patriots. I wouldn't count them out just yet. Sure enough, looks like they righted the ship. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Well, that's the thing. They brought in that deep threat. Yeah, which opens everyone else up. Yeah, you oh. just gave them Randy Moss 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Cleveland. When, hey, when we were struggling, they gave us Joe Hayden. You know, he's not mm. the youngest guy in the world. He's not the biggest shutdown corner, but he filled the hole we needed in mm, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So. yeah, and here's the best part about Browns fans. <laughs> These cats acting like they got to play the re- – they're the Patriots and there's a conspiracy to stop them from winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look Belichick, Browns, Patriots. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, like, we got to beat the refs too every week now too, and it's like, come on, dude. Hey. <laughs> But, Come on, bro. <laughs> but but we but we can not te- that level yet. We we could tear apart our buddy Chris about being a Browns fan. But let me go ahead and read you this text this guy sent me today. We're in a fantasy football league together. 
He says, I demand a recount on all fantasy stats of your team. There is no way you are 4-1 and one with that team. Everyone must have their worst week against you. Mm. To that I say, Chris, eat my shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> because... Easy on the language. <laughs> because, first of all, uh, I won your league last year. So, um, you know, respect a champion, maybe. How many weeks was that league, by the way? That week... Uh, week uh, 15, 16, something like that. Was 16 it, weeks. Was it yeah. a 16-week league? I think so. Oh, well, then it's invalid. It's, <laughs> it was a 15 or 16. Uh, I can't remember exactly. It, it's set up kind of wild. Uh, you play um, – when you get in the playoffs, uh, you go two weeks against that same opponent. So yeah. you, you build up two weeks of points. Oh, yeah. You, you told us about this. Do they play yeah. week 17? I don't think so. Not week okay, 17. Yeah. But – um, Anyways, yeah, so this guy, he's hating on my team while I'm sitting at 4-1. and one. So this is what you can expect <laughs> That's what I'm out saying, of that man. caliber you of know a what? person. You know what? The Cleveland Browns are the Aggies yeah. of the NFL. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Nothing to be proud of but got mm. the biggest mouse. Mm-hmm. Billy mm-hmm. Goat Brains, Mockingbird Mouse. You hear that, Chris? <laughs> Disrespected me, and I got yeah, a podcast, dude. man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's like you have to, you you. Like two wins, you and you're on cloud nine right now. Hey, dude, I hope they keep writing it because I just got an order for 200 Cleveland Brown backer shirts. Oh well, from yeah. the Oklahoma City chapter. So yeah. keep keep it going. Keep it going. Nice. No man, you will not find any more Browns fan anywhere. I bet Cleveland doesn't have as many Browns fans as Oklahoma does right now. Mm. Oklahomans <laughs> love Baker Mayfield. Love Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So. Well. Maybe not you, Josh. He's trending. He's trending the wrong way right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel like he's. You feel like he's about to take the downward spiral. Well, he already. I mean, he's already going this way, Mm. statistically speaking. Yeah. Which tells me either this competition is getting more stiff, or they're starting to figure him out. Yeah, I believe in the guy. I mean, he's. It's his first. You know, first season in the league. I'm not a Todd Haley fan. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Eventually, like he's going to screw the pooch, too. So yeah, I, I like Baker. I think he's good. Anyway, I'm more of a Josh Allen guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet you and Josh Allen could sit around watching Punisher Warzone. <laughs> oh, gosh. Listening to a bunch of Limp biscuit and corn. You know, <laughs> some people just have bad hey, taste. Punisher Warzone cool, is the man. Cleveland Browns of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, man. <laughs> just tough to watch. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then uh, – Anyway, <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, our buddies, the Chris's, our other buddy, Chris, uh, Chris Kidwell, he put out a, a, a Facebook post today. And what it was was he said, um, these are my slightly offensive uh, takes on things. And he just throws them out there. I think one of them was he said pulled pork is better than brisket. Yeah, get out of here, Dick. Yeah, get out of here. You lost me there. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. (laughs) He said pulled pork is better than brisket. Uh, He said – He's from Tennessee, though. He is. And and in Tennessee, pulled pork is where it's at. That's all they eat. Um, One of the other ones was he said Rogue One was the best Star Wars movie. Why do you think Davy Crockett left Tennessee and came to Texas? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's part of it. (laughs) There are a lot of politics involved in that, too, I believe. Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie, by the way. Which I was kind of curious about how Corey felt about that one because... uh, Empire's close. It's it's starting to grow on me. I'm starting to think that... I don't think it's my favorite Star Wars movie because I still have Dude, what is Tim Hortons, man? But... 
Ten bits. It's gotta. It's gotta be some kind of it's a like donut a, or like coffee a, place. It's yeah. a northern. Tim Hortons. It's like. Isn't it like Starbucks in Canada? No, it's like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Is it? It's, yeah. it's like Canadian though, right? Yeah, but it's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it piqued my interest. Top of the do chain is uh, that's where that. Oh, Tim Hortons is where that lady took a dump. Yeah, in the she middle pooped of the, on the floor. Uh, <laughs> remember that. You never know what you're yeah. gonna get. Yeah, you you just kinda, Google Tim. What kind of establishments Dude, is Chris visiting? You, guarantee you, you Google Tim Hortons right now. <laughs> that's the top <laughs> video. Was that lady taking a, a dookie? Don't Google advice. it. Oh. Yeah. Don't Google it. <laughs> and monkeying it across at the employees. Oh man. Mm. Yeah. That is terrible. So. What what got us on that? Huh? Funny story. How do we go from Rogue One to Tim Hortons? <laughs> that, well, that, that, it's, it's one reading, of his hot takes. Oh, what does it yeah. say? All right, here's what he says. Yeah. Number four. Maple bacon is the best bacon. Yep. Eh, bacon's not that great. Maple bacon is the best. Uh, Twilight stinks, but the soundtrack for the mo- first movie is excellent. Oh, Ten years later. oh goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Throw that one in there Whoa, for the girls. <laughs> that man put that out on the web. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Man cards depleted. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wally is freakishly overrated. Wally's a great movie. I loved Wally. I think I could disagree with that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. The last two years, the NBA regular season has been more watchable than enjoyable than the NBA playoffs. I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. NBA. Who cares? I mean, yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> but the average NCAA basketball game is more exciting than the average NBA game. I'll give you that. I don't know if I agree with that. I want to see two teams score more than a collective 76 points. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do college basketball. No, Basketball's dude, terrible. Dude, really? Because all, dude, all the NBA now is just like let's shoot from half court. Who can make it the most? I don't know. I like the fast paced game. Yeah, I see. I like I like the more the the down court the. You like girls basketball? The front court. The, the slow. No, the lots, of lay- lots of layups, please. No, yeah. I like the front court play. Like <laughs> let's get it to the big man, big dunks, big blocks, yeah. big rebounds. Not no, just let's I, shoot it twenty feet out. No, I I I like basketball and I like college basketball just fine, but I like the fast pace of the NBA. It it's just more exciting and. Hall, I, dude, I have no clue about this. Hollow Knight is the best indie game ever made. Hollow Knight? Yeah, I'm looking at looking, you. Looking man. at you, Corey. Mm, I'm I'm not big on the indie game scene. I've never I've never played it. Okay. Right. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree with you just because you have Twilight <laughs> is the best soundtrack. <laughs> <continues>. <laughs> Chris, that's an automatic disagree yeah. on all the your, following yeah. points. Your take is is wrong. <laughs> Rogue One is the best Star Wars film. That's a I tough know, one, man. man. I'm on the I, fence about I, that. I give it to him. I like the prequels. Mm. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you would. You're so full of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would. And Winter Soldier is the best MCU film. Uh, I would say Until Infinity Wars, yeah. Yeah, maybe. This last one? Is it, well, is the, is the best standalone that's not an Avengers film? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the most uh, well-written movie. Like, better dialogue, better action, better story. All the other ones are kind of, I don't know, halfway done just to build up to the Avengers plot. Still not as good as Heath Ledger and Batman. No. <laughs> You're right. No, Dark Knight is probably the best comic book film ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. We don't do much. Other than Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 is good. <laughs> Shut that up. That whole <laughs> musical scene in the middle. Oh, uh, it's the, so bad. Have you seen Venom? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Dude, here's the best review I've heard of Venom. I heard it's pretty good. The best review I've heard of Venom is... It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh. That is the best review that I've read. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's wow. a fun mess is also another one. It's messy, but fun. A lot of people are calling it messy. So it sounds like it was probably shot, reshot, oh, and then yeah. clipped together. We, we don't need to hear your terrible impression, dude. <laughs> we can do whatever yeah, we want. It's not, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. So. Uh, 
Josh, I'm you keep go knocking the it. camera, bro. I, I'm out of frame now. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Chip shot. There I am. I'm there back. You go. Thank All you. Right. Anyway, yeah, there so you go, I'll go see it, but... Here's the thing. I still haven't seen the third Avengers. Yeah. That's oh all right. We goodness, don't care dude. anymore. Have you? <laughs> no. All right. See? No. All right. It's 50-50. Right. I think they're oversaturating it personally. Yeah. And they're making a second Suicide Squad, which tells you, man, they, they don't care anymore. They don't They don't care if the first one was bad. Huh? Oh, dude. I guess enough people liked it. Maybe maybe it'll be one of those, the second there's one's always, better than the There's first always one. that Did handful of people that likes a terrible movie. I mean, Punisher Warzone not only got made, but... You know, Warzone's not bad. Have it's, we have we already talked about how everybody's quit the DCU? Like Ben Affleck's out, uh, Henry Cavill's out. Supposedly, yeah, did you hear, uh, is Gal, um, what's is his Captain Gal America's out? Yeah, but he was always only scheduled through whatever this phase yeah. is. You think they kill him? Yeah, I think they have to kill some of the main ones, and he's one of the ones I think that's like kind of slated to go out. Tony Stark is, yeah. Thor is, uh, a couple okay. of the other main. So ones. you have him leaving the Marvel universe too. What do you mean? I'm just saying you you have both you have yeah, them but all. that's because they completed uh, yeah. like a 15-year storyline. Yeah, they this versus was, I made one movie and it sucks so bad I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> they're the Marvel universe they're leaving because that's been the plan the whole time. They have it in phases. DC Bro. was kind of a lot of people saying, "Hey, this just didn't really do what we were hoping it was going to do." Zack Snyder single-handedly killed the DCU. That dude is horrible. Yeah. 300 was good. That's his only good movie. Watchmen is okay. Yeah, I didn't get into the Watchmen. I got I had high hopes for it. But I, I watched that. I, I watched that not too long ago. Yeah, I think it was better on a second watch, but it's still not great. Yeah. Well, the, have you seen the extended cut? Yeah. Where that's they why, take that's that, why I watched it a second time. They take that comic book cartoon even further. That thing was morbid. Yeah. Oh, what was that? The the black something other the black ship or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that thing was. Well, that yeah, that's like a the side story that's kind of going on in the comic book. If you've ever read the graphic novel. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just they took there was more of that in the extended cut. Okay, gotcha. That's what I'm saying, and it mm. got even more morbid. Yeah, it's dark. It's definitely dude, dark. Dude movie. had to pop his bloated friend. Yep. Ugh. He's got all his friends as a he made his friend his dead sailor friends into a raft. One oh. was bloating, and he had to pop him. Yeah. <laughs> he also goes crazy and murks his wife, right? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it's pretty dark. So don't recommend it if you're into <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the Care Bear movies yeah. in that case. Yeah, stick to Spider-Man 3 and the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that stuff. Anyway. You guys Mission Impossible fan? Yeah. I haven't seen the new one, but I enjoy them. New one was good. I liked it. I haven't seen it yet. I saw, yeah. was it four? This was five. Yeah, right? pretty much. I mean, what it's become is just action set pieces that yeah. they have to one-up every single time. Yeah. Yeah. This one uh, I, was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, he's the first, uh, Tom Cruise is the first actor to ever do, like, an actual Halo jump. Mm. So he's a nut job, but yeah, he. Uh, I, I think that's the best part about it is knowing that he's doing all those stunts and yeah, and, and the fact that he can do them. In fact, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be old enough that there is a large segment of the movie where he is just sprinting. Yeah, he's like fifty. <laughs> he's like he's, he's like fifty four, fifty five. He's I like think. Corey's buddy on the golf course sprinting three hundred <laughs> yards to go get in a fight. <laughs> to go get in a fight, <laughs> just committed. <laughs> you got the shot yet? You got the shot? No, keep going. Just keep running. He's chasing the truck. If some dude is running at me from 300 yards away and I'm on a tee box, I'm thinking I'm sending as many his way as I can before he gets there. Tom Cruise is 56. Yeah, wow. 56. And, and he, he jumped. He jumped, he jumped from one building to another and snapped his ankle. Yeah. And then finished the scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's For yeah. as weird as he is, man, you got to respect that guy. How much yeah. is this just movie propaganda? 
No, no. I mean, you can leg. see it like in the in the yeah. film. Like YouTube. he hits it and then he gets YouTube. up and like he like YouTube limps it. away. They show it for like as they're filming and he's he smacks it hard. Either that or the dude's extremely double jointed because <laughs> his his ankles laying on yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, his foot's almost so, the Gordon bottom. Gordon Hayward over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh. Joe Theismann. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he flipped off the camera crew as they took him off the field? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were they were paying him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was getting paid. Yeah, if you're getting paid, you don't flip off your your company. That's why yeah. I hate mm. the franchise tax for that reason. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I think I just think tax. I think a, or yeah, I just think a dude should be able to. If you can't keep them, you can't keep them, man. Yeah, you know. If you're if you're gonna pay guys like Joe Flacco a hundred million, then Earl Thomas should be able to go get his money, yeah. or Le'Veon Bell or whoever. Yeah, because you know the the Steelers are looking at Le'Veon Bell and they're like, look, bud, we can't give you five six year contract. There's no chance of you having five or six yeah, years someone, unless unless it's a miracle, right? You know? But someone would. You're telling me Jerry Jones out there wouldn't have. There there been a team out there that would have given that money. Yeah, I mean, there there might be a team out there that would get that's my that point. Money. So let them go get that money. It's, that's yeah. my point. But Don't it's a bad choice. That team's making a bad choice. Oh yeah, okay, fine. But let him go get that money. Yeah. Instead, you're 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 saying you can't go get that money because I'm gonna place this franchise tax on you or tag on you. Yeah. And you know, and and then he could get hurt, or he may be only because if three you place years. the franchise tag on him, it it locks him. For it, that season, yeah, for one season, you have to pay in the average of the top five, and then they don't get a choice of being a free agent the next season because no, you can do. lock the franchise tag yeah, on them put, again. You can put the franchise tag on them again, and 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 what it does do is it does so you so you put the tag on them. It gives have, them max money. It just doesn't give them. You have, future. no. You pay them. You pay them five. You pay them the average of the top five at that position. Yeah, and then that's why Jimmy Graham wanted to be counted as a receiver. Instead of a uh, tight end, because yeah. he was, he said he was splitting out fifty percent of the time. Yeah. So, and then and if that's they, what that's what Bell's saying. It, well, if they do it again, then I think this is the third time. Yeah. So they have to pay him one hundred twenty percent of that average number. So to take the top five and then pay and multiply it by one hundred twenty percent, and yeah. then you have to pay him that. So that's kind of the deal. But if he could go out and sign a five year contract for eighty million. He's going to get that outside of yeah. the, the, three years. The weird thing with this Le'Veon Bell deal is, you know, who's winning right now? Steelers, you know, didn't really win in any way uh, by doing this because he held out. And then he's not winning by holding out, really, other than I guess he's, you know, keeping from being injured. But he's, he's if you're going to talk about money, he's letting a lot of it fly out okay. the window. But he's coming in with fresh legs at the end of the season. That's the thing. And what do you think the Steelers are going to do? Everybody acts like he's going to have a choice in what they decide to do with him. The only choice he has is whether he plays good or bad. I mean, he if they call his number and tell him you're going in there and this is the play, it's you know, okay, but he's it's touched. up to the offensive coordinator how eventually, many touches he gets. But eventually your team's going to get – you're not going to – okay, first off, would you place a franchise tag on him next year? I mean – What's uh, – it's? Uh, I mean, let's just say $20 is the number. Right. Can you trade him if you do that? I mean, they put might put the franchise tag on. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, definitely yeah. letting them go in free agency is a bad deal for the team because can they can't trade him. Do whatever you want, but that's the thing. You put the franchise tag on him. Say it's twenty million. Mm-hmm. He he said he's coming back week seven or eight. Yeah. So he's obviously going to play half the season. He said he was coming week one or two. I don't trust that guy well, at all. Now yet. he's saying seven or eight, which means he's planning on playing half the season. 
Man. So it's half the wear and tear on your body, and he still gets $10 million. And next year, you place the franchise tag on him and again. He's going to do the same thing. It's, it's, a, it's a chess game now. Mm-hmm. He's forcing their hand at the end of this season to franchise tag him again, pay him, or let him go get his money. Yeah. yeah I guess. It seems like an awkward deal, though. Speaking and of awkward things with the Steelers, did you hear about Antonio Brown? Yeah. Almost hurt a kid throwing furniture yeah. around there. Yeah. Throwing it. Through a tantrum, he was in Florida or something. I don't know if he was living down there or renting an apartment or if he was just... What's going with him, dude, man? I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> throwing a fit and throwing stuff out the window, and he almost hit a toddler or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how many stories. Several stories up. Several, like in Threw the something out the window. Several things out the window. <laughs> Furniture. The ottoman, the vase. I mean, just yeah. started just chunking stuff. Furniture. Yeah. Not yeah. like... <laughs> Throwing my laptop or my Throw me the ball. iPad out there. Yeah. See, that's when you know you got too much money. Yeah. I'm like, they need to give that dude either the ball or a Valium. He needs one or the other because if he doesn't get well, one, who's getting the he ball? needs the other. Yeah, dude, here's my thing. Why not trade him? You got Juju. Yeah, he's the best in the league, man. And honestly, they've had Brown? these. You don't think he's the best receiver in the, in the NFL right now? No. That's a hot take then because I think most people would disagree with you. Oh man, who what do you, are you think's better? For? I like Josh Gordon talent wise. In all reality, no, I and I mean this a hundred percent. I think Josh Gordon, if he if he stays straight with Tom Brady, that's a big if, man. This dude's he, he got all he did. This was dude's get, hanging out with Justin Blackman on the weekends or something. <laughs> the guy he's, got cut. The guy got cut for not he's telling a him about a commercial. Maker, man. You're acting like he got cut for drugs. He's been sober and clean. He just didn't tell him about a commercial. That's why he got let go. Well, anyways, it'll work out because he's with the Patriots now and they're magic. But, <laughs> I mean. I like Juju. And I do too. He's a great possession receiver. They're just, dude, Antonio Brown does things other people can't do. He's the best receiver in the league. But anyways, long story short, <laughs> you don't you don't cut the guy. Uh, you don't trade him. You you hold on to him. They've had these issues in the past with, you know, these big personalities. in there's a ton of big personalities in the league. He's not the only one. You kind of put up with this. I mean, this is a bad deal, but he'll he'll pay a settlement. It'll be out of his pocket. It won't affect the Steelers probably. And he'll go out there and he'll play. And he's thrown temper tantrums and wanted the ball, and then they'll force feed him in a game, and it may or may not work. But the problem was him and Ben. Ben was throwing the ball to him occasionally, but it, their connection was way off. Ben was throwing terrible. And uh, they, there was a couple times when they didn't push the ball downfield when they maybe could have. They're just, I don't know. There's no reason to throw a temper tantrum, but it, you don't cut Dude. the guy because he got mad about hey, not man. getting the ball. You're at the bottom of your division. Hey, Something's man. not working. Yeah, the defense. Have hmm. you been watching? Yeah, well, I'm sure <laughs> it ain't that I, I'm sure a happy A.B. and a Le'Veon Bell would have rectified that. Yeah, I mean, how many picks have – Dude, y'all are hanging points, man. Yeah. You don't need A.B. You don't need Le'Veon. All right. So trade them. But we need a defense. You. That's what we need. All right, then trade those two good players, get some draft picks, and build your defense. All right. We'll see. I bet they don't do that. Man, y'all are getting stingy with these players that – How many? But how many picks have, they th- have you thrown Have they thrown on the season? Has Big Ben thrown on the season? You know that? I don't know. He threw probably three or four in that first game. <laughs> yeah, he threw a lot in that first game. So yeah. He, looking past that, I wonder. off the road. It was raining, of course. You know, that doesn't ever help. But, I mean, he, he didn't do very great in that game. But, um, but yeah, uh, they need a defense. 
that's that's their biggest woe right now. So it ain't the offense. And I like Washington. I think he's going to be good there. And I hope Rudolph's good because I'm ready for Big Ben to be gone. I don't care how good he is. I don't really like the guy. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's he's definitely old enough. Yeah. How old is he now? Ben? Oh, man, he's got to be 38. Yeah, he's about my age. Yeah. I think I remember. I, dude, I was going through my attic, and I mm-hmm. found, like, a uh, like top however many players in the nation that mm-hmm. I was on that someone saved for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was looking through it. Yeah. Roethlisberger's on there. Eli Manning's on there. It's pretty cool, like. Yeah. Nice. I can at least show my kid one day, like, hey, man, I was on the list with some of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. But anyway, did you watch the fight this weekend? I did not. <sighs> yeah. I called it ahead of time. I called both games. I called that OU was going to lose, and I called that Habib was going to kick the crap out of McGregor. I was right both times. Okay. Well, Corey's wait. basically the smartest man you know. Say, Once go. again, I'm the smartest oh, person just, I know. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not a Texas fan either. No, I'm just saying, uh, way to go out on a limb there, dude. Uh, what do you mean, <laughs> dude? How many? How I many? Think, how many fanboys thought McGregor was going to go out there and get a first or second round knockout? I think a lot of people all, thought all of them. I think <clears> I think most people thought McGregor no, was going to. Khabib was the favorite. Yeah, he was the favorite, but I think people still weren't treating okay. him like he was the he, underdog. He was still the favorite. Okay. Coming in rusty. He's got $100 million yes. in the bank. Yeah. And he's fighting someone who's hungrier. Exactly. So, I'm yeah. just saying, man, picking Khabib wasn't exactly a... Uh, Dude, there was no... Picking bu- Appalachian li- State to be Michigan. Listen, I have, I, I, have, I have people... I have like 20 people that come to my house to watch these fights, and not a single one of them... Yeah, thanks for the invite. Not a single one of them. Yeah. Were look you look at the way you talk to me, Josh. Yeah. You think you're getting an invite? <laughs> you're rude. Sure didn't. Yeah. You, you can come to the next one as long as you tell me my picks are the best. Yeah. <laughs> no, just nobody, nobody there thought McGregor was going to lose. Uh, and well, then, then you're hanging out with a bunch of fanboys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I am. Guys who they all got the McGregor tattoo on their chest. Yeah. They all also thought that OU yeah, was going to run over Texas. Yeah. yeah, and I've been saying OU looks like garbage all season, and well, nobody wants to buy into it, man. Well, they are saying Texas back. I'm not willing to say Texas back yet, just because. OU's schedule up to this point hadn't really tested them. They're kind of mm. still of an unknown. They got pushed by Army. But, man. Yeah, they've struggled more than once. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, now the thing about Army is they run the option. Yeah. Anytime you run the option, that's one of those things where you blink with an option offense. You blink and you look up and half the clock's gone. I mean, it's just – it's a deceiving – you know, yeah. the well, offense, you all have, what, like six possessions the entire game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, weren't like, they running the wishbone? Yeah, but that's just, my point. You, you, you. It's just, just call it's a, Switzer. He lives down the road and be like, "Hey, man, give us some advice against this thing." You don't need advice. <laughs> no, you, it's not hard. It's the oldest offense in the book. It's not hard. You yeah, just that's, the, that's the, why Army's the power eye. <laughs> like everybody knows that offense. It's not the hardest yeah. thing in the world to defend. I don't know what happened in that game. Yeah, I mean, there. That's hey. that was. You got when you are the, a power five conference. And you have a team like Oklahoma. There's no excuse for not being able to stop a triple option attack. Yeah, and, and well, that goes it, along with what you were saying earlier, though, because you'd also mentioned how um, the mistakes they were making in that Texas game were things that they should have known from high school. Right. You know, to yeah. to check well, and to look not, at. And then and then the other thing that that everybody keeps talking about is tackling has been an issue. So here's my question: Is 
if you do have an issue where a coach and the players just aren't getting on the same page and you and you get rid of the coach can someone come in and rally these guys around and and get them to to not make those bad mistakes to not play sloppy i mean does that ever happen or is that only in movies and tv shows where someone comes in with a speech and you know, well, here's here's the thing. A new game Stoops, plan. Stoops has been coaching for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Stoops has been coaching at OU for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, anytime you have enough data on anybody, you can find the tendencies in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and so the good coaches are the ones who can identify the tendencies in themselves and and go against it but, mm. but this defense the way everybody's talking well, about it's kind of okay, like they're making the, mistakes that it really ain't the coach though it's well here's the option the option here's how you stop the option you have to trust that the guy is going to do his job mm -hmm. right so for example on the triple option like he was saying whoever was supposed to be plowing the dude the fullback <laughs> going up the middle was not mm -hmm. yeah and that's why he kept getting the ball because he really what it is is like look dude here's your job on the option you hit the fullback every time he comes to the line, mm -hmm. whether he has the ball or not. And then the defensive end is like, look, bro, your job is to put your chest, your face in the chest of the quarterback every time, yeah. whether he has the ball or not. And then linebacker, your job is to get the running back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have to do it every time. Yeah. And what you do is you get a defensive end who gets tired of hitting a quarterback with no no ball and so he starts chasing that running back and then, you know, and that's it's just it's just the discipline that you lull them to sleep. Yeah, that's all it is. You get bored. But the yeah. thing you I mean, get, I, the problem with that starts with stopping that beer. If you don't stop the dive, yeah, then then people start second guessing. They start trying to take up for the next guy, and you got to hit the dive in the mouth. If you stone that, then you're going to get the quarterback starting to pull it right. And then you play in that defensive end position. If you're not giving your backer enough time to scrape, and you're just hitting him right now. You know, you're not feathering the pitch. Then you're not giving him enough time to get over the top. So, I mean, but but you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to hit the quarterback. That's all. You, I mean, mm -hmm. it's very assignment. It's boring football, and that's why I think people. Yeah, that's, and that's why it lulls you to sleep because mm -hmm. yeah. it's boring. But here's the thing. If you hit the quarter, if you hit that dude, that fullback enough, hard enough, whether he has the ball or not, yeah. he's going to hesitate when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You hit that quarterback enough. When he doesn't have the ball, he's pitching it quicker, mm -hmm. which is which makes it all easier because yeah. it's all timing. Yeah, it's all timing. You have to you have to make these people commit before you do anything, and that's that, that's the whole point of it. And yeah. it, but it's deceiving because you pick up two or three yards here or there. Next thing you know, they've run twenty plays, moved sixty yards down the field, and you're in the second quarter, and your offense only had the ball once. Yeah. Okay. All right. But anyway, UFC. Mm. I like the fight after the fight. Dude, it's turning into the WWE out there, dude. Now, what was this? Was this a call out to Dana White? Well, what happened was Khabib uh, went four rounds, uh, beat the snot out of uh, McGregor. McGregor got a few good shots on him, but Khabib really just Not dominated. Really. He the dominated fight. the whole yeah. fight. Yeah. I mean, there there were a couple. I saw highlights. I didn't see yeah, that. He, hit, a, he, he, hit he took him to the ground, which is where McGregor sucks, and he did it yeah. over and over and over again. I hit him and with he, that. He clocked him a couple times. Yeah, he hit him with that. Too. He hit him with that good overhand that, yeah. that they yeah. did. But uh, and like I said, McGregor got a few decent shots, but nothing like him and Nate Diaz just rocking each other. Yeah. But then afterwards, apparent. Well, apparently, what led up to this is McGregor promotes fights, <laughs> and and he's the best at it. He's he's like Muhammad Ali, and McGregor got a little personal this time. 
Yeah. Start talking about dude's dad. Start talking about his his uh, he's Muslim, so start talking about his Muslim religion. He called this uh, one of his coaches a terrorist snitch. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was dirty. Yeah, and you yeah. had the whole bus thing too. Yeah, then you had the bus where he 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 threw. Oh, that was the same. Guy. McGregor, okay. Khabib was on the bus. McGregor threw it. He started talking trash about his dad and all that. So anyway, you have a lot of emotion going up. Then you have one of McGregor's coaches apparently talking a lot of trash leading up to it. So after the fight, Khabib went over there to be like, look what I did to your boy type thing. And mm. the dude went like this. Mm. And apparently that sets off the Russians. Mm. Yeah. But, they, dude, you know how many fights were all over the place? Is that where he comes jumping well, they, with his they feet ri- up like a bald eagle? Yeah. Well, they rioted. <laughs> they rioted in Vegas before the fight. Yeah. yeah. And after the fight. Yeah, the Russians and the Irishmen, and these are American Russians, American Irishmen that are mm. fighting each other. But, yeah, they don't like each other apparently. But, yeah, he came over the top and just started walloping yeah. uh, his assistant coach. Hmm. And then McGregor punched one of his guys. Yeah. And then some UFC fight, random UFC, are just jumped in the cage and donkey it. punched. What's his <laughs> name? Well, that was one of that was McGregor. one of Khabib's guys. Yeah. Uh, but what you didn't see that you saw on cell phone footage was that McGregor swung on somebody on the cage yeah, and then got pulled back down. McGregor was trying to go out too. Yeah. McGregor got pulled too. in, and as he's getting pulled back, he swings and like catches a dude's jaw. And then the other guy jumps in and yeah. starts hitting McGregor. McGregor's not innocent. No. He's, he's trying tr- to. They're both turds. Is yeah. what it, and, and, and this is what I was talking to somebody about the other day is that UFC, I, like we, we have some guys on our department, like I've said before, that have fought in the UFC. Disciplined dudes, calm dudes. You know, they fight like it's a professional sport. They go out there with professionalism and they leave with professionalism. And then you have guys like Dana White that just keep promoting these turds. Mm. And, and, and they might be great fighters, but they don't have the demeanor of great fighters. So I just wonder, like, if they took what they did in the cage out onto the street, are they really going to be able to handle themselves as well as they do in the cage? Because mm. they lose their cool all the time. And they can't, like, after the fight, do what most people do on the mats, which is you bow to each other and you walk away. Mm. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I've never, I've never rolled on the mats with a guy that's got an attitude like McGregor, like Nate Diaz, where they're just they, you, they oh, act yeah, like they went, you know, to Thirty Sixth and King and got him off the side of the street to go fight. Well, yeah, but the thing is, those are the guys selling pay per views, and that's it, ultimately what right. it's about. And that's why I'm saying UFC does a disservice, I think, to MMA. I don't know that it's going to be better anywhere else you go, but well, Bellator is coming around pretty decent. But Bellator, what Bellator is doing is a tournament style. Yeah. For the belt. Well, that's kind of how it used to be, right? Like the original UFCs, weren't they? You just fought Dude, one guy after another? the original UFC. I know, there were, I know there were barely any rules. UFC won. Okay, the first what? UFC won. It was the Kumite. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just to see what the best fighting style was. Yeah. So jiu-jitsu yeah. versus boxing versus kickboxing right. and all that. And, like, you fought somebody, and then... An hour later, you fought another person, and if yeah. you kept winning, you just kept fighting yeah. people. Yeah, it, uh, dude, it was straight up like blood sport. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. That's blood exactly sport. what it was. <laughs> so, but yeah, so um, and the things you would see. So the way I got introduced to it was, uh, you know, back in the old days, you would go to the video store, you'd rent a Nintendo game and a couple movies, and a buddy of mine rented Faces of Death, which is great film. The- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the wildest thing that's ever been taped. Uh, and then uh, those first UFC battles, like the first couple that they had. Like Ken out. Shamrock. Yep. And, yeah, yep. yeah. It was – and, um, okay, so some of the fights, it was like a sumo wrestler versus a you know little guy who did karate or something like that. Uh, there'd be another guy who did Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, Horst Gracie yeah. was the guy who – 
he'd come out there in his, you know, looking kind of lanky and not very tough in his school karate outfit, and then just whack somebody. I think it's a gi. The yeah. thing, the thing that <laughs> it's gi. It's it's called a karate outfit. I own man. a karate outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I know what I'm talking about. So. Uh, but yeah, and then he would do these weird things. Like one time I saw a guy look like he was about to suplex him and about the time he drops him, the guy taps out and you're like, you were about to slam him. Why'd you tap out? Well, when they slow it down, Gracie wrapped himself around him just right. That when the guy went to slam him, he overextended his own arm mm. and Gracie made him like basically pop his own elbow out of socket. Yeah. So just crazy stuff like that's like choke a guy with his ghee mm. you know one time he yeah, just, we're team no ghee here yeah <laughs> so but anyways uh it would be all these random things and i remember my favorite one there was this guy named don fry and he showed up and he was just this big tom Selleck, don mattingly looking guy you know this you know dude with the big thick mustache and everything yeah. and he showed up and they said what's your fighting style he's like i've just been in a lot of fights you know, <laughs> I, I, i've been getting in fights my whole life and he goes out there and he just straight punches this dude to death it's <laughs> like but they didn't have any calling it or anything you had to either tap out get knocked out or something yeah. like that well duke wouldn't tap out and his face was hamburger meat man mm. he was i think he was english and uh i've never seen anyone just get hammered fist to face while their head is on the mat you know so just pounding it and grinding it down you got to go check it out it's horrible <laughs> Horrible. And that's on Faces of Death? No. <laughs> Faces of Death was even worse than that. Yeah. I can't believe I watched Faces of Death. I, no, the longer the UFC goes, the more I think it's turning into WWE. Well, Cause yeah. Because, I mean, when you look at the the, the <clears throat> video of McGregor, like, going and throwing the furniture, it's almost, like, a little bit too professionally filmed. Like, yeah. there was a film crew there, like, ready for it to go no, down. No, it's definitely, yeah. It's yeah, definitely, these things look staged. It's definitely become more about the... The theatrics than it has the actual yeah like fighting. The, the the trash talk and the yeah they're, 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 the they're, rivalries they're trying to sell the fight and you know it's they they're hurting because now you have boxers who are willing to fight MMA guys for huge purses like Mayweather and McGregor did yeah it's all money and so now you're starting to get some of that boxing mentality into the UFC. Yeah, that's what we were talking about too. Yeah, the so other you're night. starting to get more or, of that fluffers, you know. Well, that's just where you a, have to wonder is am I getting the uh am I getting the best fighter or am I getting the most marketable fighter? Yeah. You know? Yeah, well that's all you're well, getting. Well I mean it's then like you how, got Clever Lang out there like give me a shot. How long how how long did Dana White protect Ronda Rousey? Like yeah. by just giving oh, her yeah. bogus matchups. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean I agree with you there to a degree. I mean what's her name? Holly uh, Holm. No, the one she beat a couple times. Oh, pretty decent looking um, girl, but had the yeah, messed no, up nose. Give me a second. Yeah, I know. Misha Tate. Yeah, yeah, Misha Tate. You know, Misha Tate beat Holly Holmes. So I mean, but the point being is, is you're right. I think it's not a. The thing is, it's not about who the best fighter is. It's who matches up well with other people. Because mm -hmm. this, this fighter A over here could match up well with fighter B and beat fighter B, but then fighter C may not be as accomplished but just his style just causes more problems is all it is and that's like kind of what he was saying is you get these people like like misha tate who matches up better with other people but not as well with rousey and you know rousey beats her yeah. i mean they obviously uh uh protected her from uh what's her name cyborg yeah <laughs> That dude's bad. They didn't do. <laughs> they didn't do. They didn't do Holly Holm that that same favor. Yeah, yeah dude, she no. got her face beat. Well, in. They, you know that's the thing too is uh, 
you know, is is uh, what's her name? Uh, the chick from the Gladiators. Now she's in. A, now she's a movie star. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. Gina Carano was the face of the UFC. Is it Carano or Carino? Carino, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, she was the face of the UFC. Cyborg comes in and just molly whops her. Yeah. And Cyborg is uh, hideous. Yeah, she's not Gina Carano. Let's just say that. <laughs> She's not going to be on the cover of any magazines anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But she comes in and just kills her. And just, I mean, just now Gina Carano's a joke and and whatever. So, but you can't have her in there because she's all roided up. She can't pass any USADA drug Mm. tests. And so now you need somebody like, and then they brought Rousey in who was an Olympian and then, you know, armbarred everybody for like 30 straight matches. And then, yeah. yeah. Then put her against Holmes. Holmes knocks her out. uh, Put her against the, uh, that one girl she fought next is pretty good too. Who? Uh, Nunez. That the second, Holly, the Holly sec- Holm fought? No, uh, Rousey. I they tried remember. to bring they tried to bring Ronda Rousey in against this Nunez chick. She waxed her too. And yeah, I, I couldn't. Remember. I don't remember. So her. Now, now she's fight. now she's rowdy now she, Ronda Rousey. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's shoot the way Dana runs things. It's only a, a little little skip over yeah. there to the WWE. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing is is. You know, you protect them so long. They, you know, and the same thing's happening with Connor. Connor was the big draw. And now he's getting beat by everybody. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I, I think him doing that boxing match was offic- like unofficially oh. the end of his career. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a hundred million in the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we want you to come. Come back and fight for get, yeah, two come million. Get, come get punched in the face for three percent of that. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely would. <laughs> if you have a hundred million in the bank. No. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, right now you would. Dude, I'd fight Derek Lewis right now for $3 million. If I had $100 million in the bank, I would buy the rights and every single copy of Punisher Warzone and burn it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so every time you talk about it, I could say, that movie doesn't exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that might not be hard to do. It might not even take that much money. All, <laughs> fi- all five copies and the $10 it takes to buy you the You might rights. still yeah. have enough to do something else. $10 million, $10 million <laughs> don't get you in my house. No. Yeah. Where all five copies live. (laughs) 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 Um, No, but uh, then the Derek Lewis fight. That was pretty good. Oh, hilarious. Best post-fight interview ever. Yeah, but that fight was good. That fight fight fight. was terrible until the last 15 seconds. But that's what I'm saying. That's why you watch heavyweights, though. Yeah. You watch heavyweights to see if someone's skull actually opens up. I don't know how heavyweights go that many rounds without just vomiting all over each other. But, I mean, you think about it, too, though. Like, Rocky was, like, the worst fights until he knocked somebody exactly. out. Exactly. That's what made it. I mean, you, nothing like watching somebody just get pummeled, and then they they come from behind. Yeah. yeah. This dude. True was, underdog story. Hey, and that that's true. And I think that's the reason the UFC is kind of hurting now, too, is because the heavyweights. Yeah. Because he used to be huge. I remember yeah. Rampage Jackson yeah, was. Rampage. was in a in a scissor hold and just was like couldn't get out of it so he just picked the guy up and slammed him on the ground yeah. i mean just repeatedly yeah i mean just <laughs> knocked him out one time boom dude just yes. you know sees birdies and all that and that's what you want to see yeah you know? the, heavy, the heavyweights used to be what you would watch yeah yeah like they those would, were the main tickets right and now you have you know 155 well, yeah, 145 155 i yeah. do man like and that's the thing is like heavyweights to me, when you watch an athletic event, you want to see somebody do something you can't do. That's what right. will make LeBron's great. LeBron James so great in basketball. It's like 
99.9% of the population cannot even come close to what he's doing. Oh, I used Who's to love watching both. Shaq just be ridiculous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing now is, 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 I mean, let's face it, a 145 pound MMA guy, right? I could still probably take him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I don't just, know. He's pretty salty. I'm just saying physics is just, is just, yeah. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can eat his punches all day. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Dude, some of those guys punch pretty hard. I know, but still, more than likely, a 145-pound guy. I mean, that's that's a medium-sized little, woman. Little, <laughs> yeah. If, you know a little if perspective. I'm bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, the words of Roy D. Mercer, that yeah, ain't nothing but a we, snack. I've had this, argu- <laughs> I had this argument with a guy I worked with this past summer where he said, you know, Ronda Rousey could beat the crap out of everybody in that room. No. And, and you're in a room with a guy that's 6'4", 300-something pounds that I've seen throw people through like solid objects. Right. Uh, you know, no, she's not going to beat that guy because no. that guy's got some training. Yeah. A big dude that's totally untrained is going to have a hard time beating a, a much smaller guy. Cause I, I mean, and I'm not bragging on myself because I'm not a great fighter by any means, but like the first dude I fought at 185 on the streets, he was 235. He was five, eight, 235. And I didn't, I didn't even break a sweat on the dude mm. because right, I knew it, but because we went to the ground and he had no he was, clue, no clue. What five, to eight, two thirty five. Yes. <laughs> he had 50 yeah. pounds on me. He was right. But I'm he not, five, he, eight, got, he got that way. He, he was cane. five, eight, two yeah. thirty five. <laughs> but you're saying, but you're saying, you know, at your six, weight, you, five, two seventy. That dude had diabetes, okay. man. I'm also, I've also taken down a dude at six, eight, 400 and something pounds. Yeah. That's okay. big. That's a big old boy. Was he wheezing? He was high on PCP. Yeah. Did he get hit with a taser first? Maybe, but it yeah. still counts. <laughs> it still counts. But my point is, <laughs> sweep the leg, Johnny. I'm just saying. No, man. I've definitely fought some dudes on the street that are bigger than me, and I had no problem with it. Yeah. The only guy that I've ever struggled with in a, in a fight where there was no taser was a dude that was, <laughs> he was like 5'6", 140, high on PCP, and the dude would not get knocked out. No. Okay, it was but, okay, so I fought him for eight it, minutes, which – Gives me nothing but respect for the guys that go. What is it? Twenty five minutes if they go to the fifth round. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue how they do it. Yeah, yeah. but but I took a night off. You're spent after. But that, that. was that yeah. was eight minutes though. Yeah, that's my point. It wasn't because he was pummeling you. It's because he just wouldn't go to sleep. Yes. So it's more of an endurance thing than a. Right. I'm just saying. But I'm I'm saying like you would have a hard time fighting Conor McGregor. Yeah. Okay. Possibly, but I'm just saying <laughs> that dude can punch, man. No, he can't punch. He's more of a but boxer. I, I guarantee you I can eat you some of his You might go to punches. grab him, and he gets inside, and he sticks would, one right I'm on the button, you. and you're sleeping. You, you would have to smother him. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't hit he that gonna button. He let you just bear grab if him. He, I'm just saying, <laughs> but if he doesn't hit that button, I'm Brock Lesnar yeah. and him and just laying on him. Yeah. You know, and he can and, he, and he's done. That's my point. All right, my Dana point. White, let's get let's make let's, this happen. Let's make this <laughs> happen. Yeah. We got to. I get now, I'll stay in the ring for twenty million. Hey, we got to yeah. give Josh a, what's his fighter name? Oh man, I don't know. The big hurt. The big, the big hurt. <laughs> I feel like that's been taken. Yeah. Frank, <laughs> Thomas. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Yeah, meat sweats. Meat sweats. <laughs> no, it should be like Josh Warzone Walker. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Warzone Walker. I don't know, man. I kind of like meat sweats. Yeah. His expertise is smothering and terrible taste in movies. <laughs> his, his expertise is you don't want to get close to him because he's sweating at the meat. Yeah. Oh man! But, no, but the point being is the 145 pound guy. Whether you can or not, most people look at him like I could take that junior high age kid. Mm-hmm. That because that's essentially what the he's the size of. Yeah, roughly. but there's a big difference between fighting a junior high kid and a grown man who's been fighting his entire life. Right. Yeah. 
Like I, I weight weight does come into play at some point. That's my point. Especially if both guys are trained. But I'm saying an untrained big guy is not going to beat a well trained smaller guy if he's within a certain certain range. And if you want to see it, that sumo wrestler I told you about in the early phases or not phases of death, but early uh, UFC stuff, uh-huh. he is beat. Well, what was that big dude that got beat by all the little dudes? Sap. You know who I'm talking about? He fought a lot of K1 and stuff overseas. Yeah. Like Pride, like all the old stuff. Dude is like, I don't know, probably, probably 6, 8, 400, 500 pounds. Yeah. And he would just chase these little dudes around until he got worn out. And then he'd get hit once in the gut and be like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I'm talking It's Bob Sap, isn't it? Isn't that his name? It might uh, be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. It's, I have no clue. Uh, anyway, Derek Lewis ate. Now, that's a dude I would not get in the ring with no, unless yeah. there was millions. No, those strikes were state. horrifying. Because that yeah. dude, I'm telling you right now, the last two minutes of that fight, that guy got pummeled. Yeah. yeah. Pummeled. And how demoralizing is it to hit a man in the head with everything you got and hear his skull crack <laughs> and he stands up and just looks at you? Yeah. Now, he, he felt it, but this dude laid about three gut-wrenching shots on this dude's dome, yeah. and the dude just backed out and <laughs> just wiped, wiped his eye like, what's up? <laughs> dude, you know who Bob Sapp is? He's the dude, he's the big dude that cries in the longest yard. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Here's his, his fighting record is 23 and 38 oh, and wow. one. And one. <laughs> Apparently, they both passed out on that one. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Tim Derek Lewis uh, just ends up getting pummeled until the last twenty seconds. Yeah, catches the guy with a right hook and it's over. Yeah, but did that right hook send a shockwave through the dude's skull? Yeah, I mean, but that's my point. Yeah, the guy had the one. He here's the thing, man. He laid those. Here's what I think happened. He laid those mind-numbingly hard hits to this dude's dome. Did nothing to him. I think some ego took over, <laughs> and so he's like, "I gotta knock this dude out," and he went in. And he went in one too many times. Yeah. And he caught it. Yeah. Some dude's got that Bink. head, man. All you're doing is hurting your hands. Just mm. if you can get hit that many times in the head. Oh yeah, he ate them all. There's something wrong. Ate man. them all. There's a there's a little extra thick padding in the skull mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. I told you about getting hit with a yeah with a coke can <laughs> with and a getting can. the coke can. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like. Well, what makes me think I can take a couple punches before, <laughs> as, as I get in on a guy. I just want, I would love to see you test. Now that what theory. I hear, now here's 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 where here's where I would say McGregor would get me. I guarantee you, I would cry like a girl if I caught a man's shin across my nose. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like hands down. That's got to be probably one of the hardest things to take. Or he might be able to kick you in the leg and make you go down. Or in the ribs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of places they can strike. It ain't mm. just... And it's quick. Yeah. Yeah, you better get it, though. <laughs> if I catch you. Because I'm telling you right now, if I come at you like a bear... <laughs> <laughs> I just you, feel like you think this fight's going to be like you chasing Gunner Man around the living room. I'm just I'm saying, man. I'm going to get you. No, I'm, I'm just saying, man. Get you. You, better, you better move or you better strike. Because if I can get close to you enough to get my arms around you, it's Dunskis. Uh, the bear claw. <laughs> Because I, I guarantee I'm going to get you. <laughs> I do that to Josie all the time, man. Liar, I'll grab liar. her face and tell her it's the, it's the claw. <laughs> yeah. oh, the there iron claw. Still come back as like the wax stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, Where are we at, Corey? 
We're at an hour and 15 minutes. A little oh, yeah. extra for the fans this week because we went scared. Very short. Very short last, last week. Did we actually get it this time? I have not gotten any error messages, so I think we got it. All right. Nice. That's good news. All right. Well, thanks, Austin. Austin. Thanks. Hey, appreciate yeah. you coming. I enjoy it. Coming, bud. I love yeah. it. This is a. Uh, You're the only person that would agree to come out here. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. <laughs> you have free time. It tells me that you like a good time. I yeah. do. I do. This well, is it means that you're probably not plotting to murder someone in Florida like the last guy we tried to get <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're not incarcerated, was, so that's huge. Right. Preoccupied. Yeah, not yeah. being incarcerated is a huge part of getting on hey, this man, podcast. Hey, man, speaking of that, uh, speaking of Joe Exotic, rumor is is that he uh, he's HIV positive. Wow. I would never guess that. They don't wash That's off. the thing about <laughs> I wonder which one of his tigers <laughs> was carrying AIDS. Here's the thing, <laughs> Forever. man. Forever. Here's the thing. <laughs> Nothing I hear about Joe Exotic surprises me. Like, he has the most off-the-wall That's the thing. only positive thing you've heard about him. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Everything that comes out about him, it's like, oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Makes <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all starting to come together now. Yeah. So uh, Well, he claims he was framed and all this other stuff. Yeah, he, now, he's back in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, they tore down the Winnie Wood uh, Park. Yeah. They're moving down to, uh, is it Tahlequah? Is that where the big Windstar Casino's at? Right on the border, like Maybe. the big one mm-hmm. on 35. It's in that area. So, Shaq, you know, Shaq. That's not Tahlequah. No. Tahlequah is over by Fayetteville, Arkansas, man. Yeah. No, you, no, no, you, no. The one you're talking about on the south is down in Thackerville. Thackerville, that's it. Yeah. That's that's Thackerville. It's Thackerville. Uh, Shaq's a partner with him. <laughs> Do you know that? That makes sense. Yeah. Got rid of Joe Exotic and. Uh, they, they moved up. Yeah. Joe, yeah, I think, and I think that's what happened. I think you know who lives in Thackerville, Terry Bradshaw. That don't surprise me. <laughs> Thackerville, fun fact. Thackerville <laughs> be a nice place to live. Yeah, you're like Not really. You're like 20, no. 20 minutes from Gainesville. I know people that live in Marietta, which is just north of Thackerville, and they claim it's the most godforsaken place on the planet. Gainesville is way too close to Denton, and if you get within 20 miles of Denton, you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. So I'm out. Thackerville Gainesville's is, perfect. Thackerville is one of those rare places that everything that grows there stabs you, pokes you, or makes you have a rash. It's just... It's pretty awful. Speaking of Gainesville, is that outlet sounds like Joe Exotic? (laughs) 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 And that's why we brought you on. (laughs) Man, dude, he's gonna be a joke for this. Oh man, he should have come on. (sighs) He should have come on. Well, he shouldn't have hired to kill someone to kill a lady. That's That's what he shouldn't have done. It's out of bounds. Choices like that ruin your life. It would have been a lot weirder if we had him on and then he tried to kill somebody. Instead of just blowing us off and then and trying to kill somebody, and then, and then been more weird. Yeah, because oh, I wish because we would probably speak a little bit more highly of him. Like we we'd have to go back and look at the way we were talking to him here. Oh, dude, you know what kind be of be like? Oh man, thanks for having us on. You're such a great, interesting <laughs> guy. Remember yeah. what I said earlier about whenever I want someone to keep talking, I agree with them, and I said I was go- I was going all <laughs> in on. Oh yeah, I, hear you. I was gonna build him up, man. I was feed him. I was I wasn't gonna attack him at all. I was gonna let him take himself down. <laughs> wow, <sighs> uh, which is what he did in the end anyway. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I I still look at it as a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, maybe we Personal. could get one of his cats on talk about their experience. Yeah, uh, for their I'm, apparently they're all dead too. <laughs> yeah. 
Apparently he 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 waxed a few of them. What about the guy with no legs? Didn't y'all say in the video there was a guy with no legs? Like it showed all these people that worked for him getting mauled, and there was one guy that didn't have legs anymore. Didn't you say that? No, no. I didn't say it. Someone it's told never me that. been said. You okay, well you know <laughs> you know when he does that he does that video for um, when he's trying to uh, promote a um, reality show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and they're showing him shooting guns, ramping four wheelers getting mauled by tigers and all kinds of other stuff. Someone tried to tell me that if you look close, there's a guy with no no legs or whatever, and they're showing off their wounds or whatever. I, I'll have to go back and look. So. Dude, that's a, that's a gruesome like, video, man. Yeah. That's a gruesome video. I do remember I did stumble upon a video of him asking for like $1,000 and $10,000 to buy a, a one of those big plastic blue tubs of meat. Yeah. <laughs> $10,000 feeds a tiger for a year. <laughs> what? I'm like, and then you find out he embezzles feeding money and feeding him meth. <laughs> like drug addict. He embezzles money and shoots the tigers in the back and you know oh. bears them and all that. So yeah, you yeah. never know what humans are capable of, man. Usually the worst. That's yeah. you, you know, can usually you, count on it's the worst. I, you know, yeah. I feel bad for who's that? Seth Wadley. Mm. Yeah. Every time that dude's photographed, he's got a Seth Wadley Ford hat on. Oh. <laughs> Every time. You know, that dude's like, oh, come on. Who gave him the hat? Sold him one pickup <laughs> back in 1994. <laughs> Poster child. Yeah. You guys want to guess how much a tiger eats per day? 400 pounds. That's his guess. Wow. What do you got, Austin? I'm going to go with 50 pounds. Geoff? Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with thirty pounds. Jeff is the winner. It's twenty five pounds. Uh, yeah, twenty five pounds. Twenty three hundred. I thought you said two tigers. <laughs> I thought you said two tigers, dude. Okay. Like, that's enough eat, to feed all the tigers. I'm pretty sure I ate thirty pounds of meat the other just, night, man. Just a bit outside. Twenty five. <laughs> how much? How much do you think it costs? And we're talking about crappy meat, obviously, but yeah, like the refuse. Yeah. How much do you think? I bet you that's still pretty expensive. Yeah. Because what do you pay for a pound of like decent meat? Half a half a half a cow is fifteen hundred dollars, which is roughly probably three hundred pounds of food. Three hundred pounds. So you're looking at fifteen hundred dollars for like a that's like a week. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So and how much do you say it costs? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars for three. Three hundred pounds. So let's cut that in half because you're getting the crappy meat. Probably even more than that, but still, you're looking at probably a thousand dollars a week to feed a tiger. It could be, yeah. So what's? There's no way he just wanted ten thousand bucks to put in his pocket. <laughs> no, dude, dude, you can't dude. trust this guy at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is a liar. What? <laughs> we just we just exposed him right here on the show. <laughs> Matlock. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> wow. The more you know. Yeah, he's like that that GoFundMe page. Mm. I need to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah. I got a vacation coming up. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a vacation. Go help a homeless guy. Yeah. Give him half of it. All right, man. That's top of dude chain. Top dot com. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Austin. Yeah, yeah. man. Thank Cue you. the outro. Peace. <laughs>